Hello there, Vlad here. Welcome to Cat Pick Friday's episode 66. Am I about to execute the order 66? We shall see. And what will it mean? We shall maybe find out. I'm not 100% sure. As you can tell, for those who are watching this episode, um, slightly weird camera angle and stuff like that, I am once again at my mother-in-law's. I'm not sure why I'm only live streaming when I'm at mother-in-law's place when I do have a fancy studio at home where I could do that as well. Though technically as of right now, my studio is a complete, complete mess. <laughs> and I'm already seeing some regulars here. Uh, first of all, let's start from the beginning. Poonin just says, Friday live, question mark, live from Anaheim. Uh, somebody's probably live from Anaheim. I'm not. And what else? Uh, everyone's busy. Happy Friday. Quicksilver is asking whether I'm at Nam. Unfortunately, not. It just wasn't realistic for me to go this year, which sucks. Uh, I didn't have a FOMO about the whole thing until today, actually. Today I started to feel like, hey, maybe it would have been nice. Like, I started to see pictures of my friends being there. <laughs> so he continued. Meaning, as in Vietnam. Thank you. <laughs> this is the quality content you come here for. Yeah, it just wasn't realistic for me to go there this year. And as Poonage continues, Winternam in the summertime has the world gone crazy. Yes, indeed. It has. Uh, yeah. Louis Vasquez is here as well. So much gear lately. He says, we are really spoiled with options. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think... <laughs> then when I said, I, I said, let's go, Quicksilver is asking where. Poonji says, we're live. Who's, who else is here? Your voice is not coming from the left ear. Oh, come on. Let me check the audio settings. Of course, there's something funky going on. Let me check the settings. I should mention that I'm rocking a new setup that might have some flaws uh, or haven't been able to check out everything. Just going to untick the stereo audio and let me know if this is better. <laughs> is it any better? Um, yeah, apparently my voice is only coming from the left. Yes, yeah, so well done me. There, left and right. Yes, lovely. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, what I want to do here is to, um, I'm going to say try to go through a bunch of gear that was released as of late. Uh, I think probably by the time we finish this episode, about 700 new things will be out, and I'm fine with that. That's the nature of NAM. A lot of companies have released their stuff a few days early, maybe even a week early, and I just kind of Cherry pick the stuff that I was interested in because it's just impossible to cover absolutely everything. And if anyone has like some sort of Twitter feed to follow or something like that, if you spot up new gear, leave it in the chat and we'll figure it out together. And also, when we go through these things, feel free to comment and also just let me know if similar stuff was released by some other company. For example, I was trying to gather a lot of information into one place, but there's so much going on right now that it is crazy. Uh, at least the weather is beautiful here in a small town in Finland where my mother and 
or lives. Uh, unfortunately, we, unlike you, Quicksilver, we don't we don't have twenty seven degrees Celsius. He has that in Prague. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is in Helsinki. I'm a bit more north in Finland. I'm gonna say it's about somewhere between ten and fifteen Celsius outside. So not cold, but chilly. I guess. <laughs> Have you guys joined the NATO yet? I uh, don't think so. I think we sent an application, but I think they're processing it or something like that. I don't know. I am not really into NATO politics too much. Um, you guys want to talk some gear? Because there's so much, so, so much going on. Oh, quick studio update. Um, I've started to actually assemble it. The paint job is done. And I assembled a new desk in that studio. Wait, today's Friday, so yesterday. No, on Wednesday. So a couple of days ago. <laughs> Gallant Go Studio says, "Thank you, man. I hope to see Cole Chrono's successor. Ooh, isn't that the they like flagship uh, keyboard synthesizer thing? I am not." That well versed in Korg stuff. We're actually going to speak about Korg in just a bit because they're quite a Finnish company, which was surprising. But everything about that and all the other things, yes, good. I knew a little bit of synthesizers, so well done, me. Uh, yeah, let's jump to recent happenings and talk about all things that have been released. And feel free to add your best releases in the chat as we go. So yeah, recent happenings, let's go. Yep, so, as I mentioned, so much stuff was released already. Uh, I started with one of my favorites, because Solzano launches the adorable mini of its SLO amplifier. I've seen a few channels demo this thing already. It sounds great. Um, I guess at this point I... Can tell you that I knew this was coming out already, but I have, and I'm not. I don't think uh, an amp is on its way to my place, but who knows? But it looks cool. I think this might be out of all of the mini amplifiers they released. This is probably the most in the the one I'm probably most interested in. Uh, I do like the BE mini as well. But this might be even more interesting. Uh, based on the demos, it does. It's not one hundred percent the sound of the SLO one hundred or fifty. So the bigger two full tube amps, but it sounds freaking amazing. It's for three hundred ish euros dollars, uh, two hundred fifty US dollars actually. So I think it was like around three hundred euros, and yeah. It just looks and sounds great, and it's practical, it's tiny. Yes, Puninja already says, mm, Soldano, something, something, something. Uh, so, mm, with great, that great, who, need, who needs clean? <laughs> that, that's the thing. Uh, oh no, it, yeah, it has a crunch and overdrive channel, so there's no clean on this one. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I like Quicksilver has a great comment on this. Funny, a lot of people are going from amp to pedal modeling, and these guys are going from pedals to amp formats. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, first of all, this is a standalone thing, so you, 
you get an actual amp, you can play it through a cabinet, you can plug it into your audio interface and it will work like that. But it also just, I'm just going to say, this looks cooler to an average person than a pedal. We guitar players, obviously we like pedals, we like the design of the pedals and I don't care what you say, all of us have bought a pedal just based on how it looks. So, yeah, I get it. It's a smart marketing strategy and if you got engineers that can put their sound, at least roughly, into a package like this, sign me up, please. <laughs> I mean, yes, technically it's a glorified pedal with an effects loop. Yes, that is very true. But it's so cute. I like it. Yeah. And you can do, a, yes, and as Punji mentions, you can do a four cable method with it as well. Uh, yeah, technically you can get it, like, you can get your cleans from something else as well. Uh, for example, I had the Hughes and get the something, something tiny amps at some point. And those two sound great. Like, we have so many awesome options. Um, I hope I'll get to try this out. Kind of don't want to buy any of these without trying. But then again, Friedman distribution or boutique amp distribution stuff here in Finland, kind of limited. So we shall see. But well, and yes, I still agree that it's kind of a <laughs> pedal in an amp format, but I like it. So what do I know? Uh, from that to new gear for 2022 by Ibanez. Uh, is that an RG? I think that's an RG. We've got a couple of signature models. There's a new Andy Timmons model. Looks like the old Andy Timmons model to me at least. And <clears throat> then there's the some sort of integration of gem. Looks nice. Bunch of bunch of RGs. RG, RG, RG. I still love the model names RGRTB621-BKF. Again, that's a great Wi-Fi password. So there you go. A uh, few new AZ models. Uh, oh, the black one looks nice. Just plain black. Two hamburgers with chrome covers and all the switching wizardry that they have. So, ooh, what's this? There's a new S-type guitar. I'm even going to click this. This, oh, there's a S-series Ibanez in seafoam green matte or pink gold metallic matte. Oh man, oh man, this looks awesome. Also, it's a fixed bridge. It's probably pretty budget friendly by the looks of them. Wizard three maple neck, yeah, and that's where you lost me. I do not enjoy the wizard neck anymore. I used to 15, 20 years ago, whenever I got my first S-series, I have an S. But the S-series is super comfortable to play, and now you can get it in these pastel colors. Maybe that's the word. Uh, check out the chat as we go. Mm. Just says, I'm still trying to trying my hardest to manifest a woo would appear into existence. You mean like a more like a natural finish? That is, 
<laughs> and Quickstore says, why is that the Avanes and Checkdown are usually the least inspiring guitars to buy? LOL. Uh, maybe they make them kind of, for lack of a better term, general enough that a lot of people buy them. Maybe that's the thing. Uh, they have a new George Benson signature out. You hollow bodies, semi hollow bodies, uh, really funky looking signature model base. Mike D'Antonio signature model. And a few headless basses and some fancy looking basses, acoustic guitars. Yeah, I gotta say, not the most exciting lineup for this year. Though I'm not 100% sure this is all of that. They, it seems like they do like monthly releases as well. So this is kind of the 2022 lineup, but then there's something else as well. Um, not sure. So please forgive me if I lack some data. Yeah, kind of less interesting. Uh, let's slip a Gibson news in the middle there. As you may have heard already, they won their lawsuit against Dean over the registered copyrights. Though, the Texas federal jury basically <laughs> ruled that uh, Gibson will be compensated uh, or like they, they ruled that despite uh, them ruling in Gibson's favor, the ruling found that no harm was done to Gibson and awarded the company $4,000 in quotes counterfeiting statutory damages per counterfeit trademark per type of goods or offered for sale. So, I don't know. I think I also read somewhere that Dean Guitars is actually going to appeal. So, this might not be the... <laughs> yeah, Punija, 100% agree. I don't think that Punija says that uh, he doesn't think they won. It was more of a stalemate. And I kind of agree. Plus, as I'm about to mention, I think I read somewhere that... Dean is going to appeal, so this is probably not the end of the whole saga anyway. I don't know. This is this is not even like a moral victory for Gibson. Even though that press release says that, oh yes, this proves that we were right all along. Okay. I don't know, it's... I don't know, Gibson being Gibson, I guess... Uh, all this is just sad because I would love to own a Gibson, but them doing stupid stuff like this, I, I kind of wanna. Kind of wanna, and yeah, Quicksilver has a great point saying that it's over for Dean. I would, I would just let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah, that's true. If, uh, I'm, I'm though I'm trying to think whether this means. Do they have to change the design of the guitars? Dean, that is. If that's the case, that's a bit difficult. Though they could just like slightly, slightly tweak their design and be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> Quicksilver suggests do whatever what everyone else does. Copy LTD and their body shapes and move on. Yep. Oh yeah, that's true, Punja. I saw this as well. A new Tom Quayle signature oven has drops today. Though I wasn't able to find anything on it. If somebody else has some info on it, drop us a link in the comments. And 
we'll check it out together. Um, what I mentioned earlier was that this was a week ago or so already, even a bit more than a week. We didn't have a show last week, so we're kind of behind the news curve, I guess. Korg has bought Dark Glass Electronics, and Dark Glass is a Finnish company that manufactured these amazing bass preamps and bass gear, basically. <clears throat> uh, quickly back to the Dean news. Quicksilver says that, yes, uh, Dean will have to tweak their design, which is weird. Uh, that's the moral victory of Gibson. I doubt any judge will overturn the judgment that Gibson really owns the Explorer SG and V shapes. Uh, yeah, I think the easiest way for Dean to move on forward would be just tweak the design slightly and carry on my wayward son. Something like that. But yeah, back to Darkless Electronics being sold. I don't know, I'm not that much into business knowing why people sell their companies. But this is interesting. I don't think Darkless Electronic is going away. And it's like that. From what I understand, the intent is to keep them running, maybe provide them with more resources as well. But I think it's still an interesting situation. <clears throat> so will all of the Darkless perhaps be merged into Korg at some point. Do Korg actually, do they have any kind of base gear that they produce? Or is it just, I don't know, I, I always think of keyboards when we talk about Korg. Nothing else, so. Yeah, well, Gigat's article says more information will be available soon about what this means. And I'm slightly scared about what it means, but... You know, I know. So we'll keep an eye out on these news. But from that, something I think everyone might have seen already. Uh, but Universal Audio announces UAFX guitar amp emulators. I've checked out a few demos. I think I checked out the Andes one and who else? And these look amazing both design wise. And they also sound fantastic. I think you could control them with app and all kind of cool things. And uh, I personally know Tore, who was working with TC Electronics until it was acquired by Behringer. And I think uh, on my first NAM trip, I I met him again after meeting him at GitCon 2017. Is that long? Holy cow! Yeah, it's that long ago. Um, and he was he yeah he moved to Universal Audio, and he didn't reveal at the time like what it is that he's going to do there. But I think this was one of his main projects, and yeah, the pedals. Look freaking amazing. Uh, by the way, part of completely going to sidetrack here for just a second. One of my new setup things was getting a new, updating my really, really old Universal Audio Apollo Twin to a newer one that uses Thunderbolt slash USB C connection instead of the old Thunderbolt thing. My 
all the interface was almost 10 years old and started to have some bugs in it and stuff like that. And I just need, I needed two dongles to run it. So I got a new one and I love it. It just I'm so used to the workflow it provides that I am incredibly happy. But yeah, back to the pedals. Uh, first of all, let me know in the comments which one would you get. So the Ruby, I think, is the AC31 Woodrow Marshallish one, JMP maybe. And then the third one was a Fender one. The, the Dream, I think, is the Fender one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the Dream is a 65 Freeweb amplifier. Ruby is uh, 63 Top Boost amplifier, so a Vox AC30. And the Woodrow is a 55 instrument amplifier model as a Fender Tweed Deluxe. Ah, there you go. So it's not a Marshall, it's the Tweed. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Um, each Stompbox lists for $3.99, which is actually... It's less than a Strymon, what's it called? Iridium. So many Iridium products nowadays, so... Yeah. Pundi uh, says he would go for Deluxe. And <laughs> Quicksilver would go for Tech 21 plus... Plus new X SS, so Solid Studio. Had to remember what SS stands for. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Quicksilver also asks why they went for two Fenders and no Marshall. Maybe the JMP or Plexi type thing is coming out later. That would be my guess. Uh, I really want to try one of these out, especially with my new studio move. My studio will, new studio will be more compact, and I'm actually thinking about different solutions to have like a proper amp setup, like have a great sounding amp setup without like maybe basically a desktop setup, and stuff like this would be fantastic. I think because I I kind of have a feeling that these pedals also take. Like these amplifier pedals, that is, take pedals really well. So I am excited. <laughs> Quickly asked why two Fenders and no Marshall, and Ninja said, because Fender. <coughs> universal audio, not universal. <laughs> they certainly are not. Yeah. They, they have their own thing, and... Uh, I don't know, to me they are the apple of some part of the music world where you where you kind of get into the system and it's kind of it's good, it's cool looking, well built and stuff like that, and it's incredibly difficult to leave. Uh because with my host studio renovation thing, I actually ordered another company's order interface, tried it for a couple of weeks. And ended up returning it and got the Apollo Twin. <laughs> because even though it had less channels than that other companies or the interface, I'm just I'm so stuck in the system. I, I like I didn't realize how good it was until I wasn't in the loop, so to speak. And yeah. I'll see. I I probably need to contact some people and get my hands at least on one of these because Look so freaking cool and sounded really, really good. And there's more of these type of things going on. Something I also want to try out because 
Two nodes has preamp pedals as well. Two nodes revolt pedals are tube driven. Analog amp sims for guitar and bass. What is analog amp sim? For a non-native speaker, what, what what does that mean? Quicksilver says the Apollo Twenty is way too expensive. Well, it depends. It offers some some workflow things that no other audio interface does. There's some clever routing stuff you can do with it. Uh, for example, right now as I'm streaming, I'm using built-in, or like you can have like live plugins going on with the Apollo Twin, and you're hearing compression and EQ and stuff like that going on, and it's not taking any of the processing power from my computer, which makes streaming easier. It's fun. Those same features are fantastic for recording, where you can have like compression and reverb and stuff like that going on. Uh, while you're recording, but that is not getting recorded, so it's super nice to record, but then you get the raw tracks that you can then mix later. And stuff like that. Uh, I've gotten so used to all those things that I just, I just wanted to go back. I agree, it's very, very expensive. But as I mentioned, it's the same as with Apple, I'm kind of stuck with them. Uh what else was in the comments? Uh, yeah. asks, wait, analog amp sim isn't just a normal amp? That's the question. I'm trying to understand what is an analog amp sim. Uh, let me take a sip of water. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't get it. Basic, but yeah, basically there's two pedals. One is for bass, one for guitar. Revolt guitar and revolt bass. And... Um, there's three distinct channels on each of them. So the guitar one has a Fender Basement 100, we're checking out the guitar.com article, Marshall GMP Super Lead, and Soldano SLO 100. Whoa! I hadn't checked the specs properly before doing the show. This looked fantastic. There's actually like a GMP and Soldano and a Fender Basement 100 in one package. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I'm still writing an email to two notes after this. Uh, effects loop, MIDI in and out for integration, and it comes with a lifetime license of Wall of Sound. And for bass players, there's um, Revolt Bass, and there's inspi- the sounds are inspired by Ampeg SV76, Marshall 1992, JMP Super Bass Mark II, and a custom high gain bass amp. Interesting. Interesting, very interesting. Um, I'm, I guess I've moved into kind of vintage stuff, snobbery, because I'm slightly more interested in these because they are not digital, if you know what I mean. Just for some reason, even though it's highly possible that the Universal Audio ones sound better. Uh, and Quickster says, I think the moment they add a tube th- thing in there, I think that <laughs> they think it's instantly analog. Pretty sure if you were to crack the, open the box, you'll see digital chips instead of capacitors and resistors. That's high, very, very likely. Uh, I think the tube is more for the looks, but then again, 
they know the audience, they know that uh, like it's a selling point, uh, not necessarily tone-wise, but it's more like a, you know, I think, oh, this has a tube in it, means it's better. I think it's kind of the same as with the, for example, uh, Blue Guitar has, there's like a nanotube thing inside. How much does it actually affect the tone? I don't know. But it's kind of cool to have a tube in there, even if it's just lights. Uh, these pedals look su super cool. There's so many kind of inputs and outputs in them as well. And <laughs> uh, Quickster says, I think you know it's misfired, not their fault, and got shown up by Universal Audio. Well, I think Universal Audio has, I don't know if it's marketing power, but there's this kind of a premium vibe about them when it comes to anything guitar related. The uh, Oxbox is kind of one of the top load boxes and everybody's used that and now they got the pedals, they got the premium analog simulation plugins and things like that. Um, but I also have a feeling that the two notes ones will probably sell well as well, though they are more expensive. But it's three channels instead of just like one channel. But I think with the UA pedals you could do like control them via app and stuff like that. Trying to see if there's anything like that with two notes. I think you can probably plug them into a computer and then use the wall of sound to tweak everything, maybe. Oh, they, by the way, they had this. They're launching something else as well with um, some sort of like full rig control. So basically, I think if you integrate the uh, Revolt pedals, it's kind of an app which contains both the wall of sound. And then there's the software that controls the pedals as well. So you can like tweak them internally, I think. If that's true, that's also really cool because it gives you a lot of options. And so we shall see. But yeah, I, I agree on the fact that I think Universal Order kind of has an upper hand on that. But from pedals, Talk about very funky looking guitars. And this kind of surprised me because Ernie Ball and Tosin Abbasi introduced an incredible looking collaboration. Checking out the Gear Guts article. The guitar is called Kaizen, which is the Japanese business philosophy of continuous improvement of working practices and personal efficiency. Uh, and technically, it's not a Tosin Abbasi signature. But rather work designed by Abbasi for Ernieball Music Man. Because he also has his own guitar company. <laughs> so this is very confusing, but there's a Tosin Abbasi designed guitar by Music Man. It's kind of looks super cool. Uh, not that I would buy it because it's probably I'm trying to see if I can find the price somewhere. I think it was in well, it's Ernieball Music Man, so it's Thousands, thousands, three, four, five K maybe. So looks cool. Ain't gonna buy it. If I had the money, I would probably buy the Petrucci signature model because that's one of my 
kind of dream guitars I want to get at some point. So it's that uh, checking the comments. What's going on here? Uh, Wizard says hasn't heard a single thing by the Tosin Abasi or animals as leaders, <laughs> aka animal farm. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I've heard some stuff from them. Not my thing, but I can also understand why people enjoy that. So. Tolson is a ridiculous guitar player and kind of pushing the boundaries of what you can do with a guitar. His like thumb, whatever technique is just absolutely crazy. Uh, Quicksilver, can this be true? He says about the tuners, but I think you still need uh, the Cab M Plus. I hope not, otherwise those preamps are kind of pointless. You would think they can integrate that into the preamp pedals themselves. I hope. <laughs> Otherwise, what are we doing here? Uh, back to your bass guitar. This is really weird that a guy who has his own guitar company does something with Ernieball. But then again, I think Ernieball was smart to try to get him on board. Bunich uh, says, watching Tosin play is so cool. I saw him in the on the Generation X tour. That's really cool. You know, if he ever ends up coming to Finland or happen to be in a place where he's playing live, I'll have to check it out. Because I'd love to see, like, they also play as a trio, which is very interesting. And trio, no bass player, just two guitars and drums. So I'd love to check it out. Maybe one day, fingers crossed. Maybe I'll be able to attend the next NAM if there is one. We shall see. Uh, yeah, the Kaizen. I kind of like it, but maybe not my thing. Would you buy one if you had the money? Let me know in the YouTube comments. Something that I would buy and kind of one day it will actually will happen. Is it Petrucci model? Because Animal Music Man also revamps the John Petrucci line. There's some funky looking finishes um, there's another eight string oh man that looks weird I don't even know how to describe it there's a fan fret eight string that he has now so there you go uh, I'm not a huge fan of the majesty design I've played one I thought one several years ago and I get I kind of get the point it's incredibly comfortable. Probably the most comfortable guitar to play for my hands at least. I just don't like the looks. I like the JP models instead. And there's a JP in Tiger Eye burst finish in flame or quilt. Louis <laughs> uh, Vasquez says that, man, the horns are getting longer. You mean on the... What are these called? The Majesty models seems so. I would also like. I would also be afraid to break one. It's kind of such a almost like those like V shaped guitars. We would kind of be always. I'd be afraid to break something. Uh, but yeah, I'd go for a more classic JP design just because I like them more. So, yeah, nice, 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 nice. 
Everybody is looking for code. Some where is the code PA5X? What's up with all the keyboard fanciness here? Maybe I need to get myself into keyboard game as well. I technically studied classical piano for many years. Have never put that into any kind of use. Maybe today is the day, or someday will be the day. Something like that. Not sure. Moving on to the next thing that was released. Hailstorms, Lizzie Hale. Is that how you spell it? Is it just L-Z-Z-Y? Really? Or is, the, is that a typo? <laughs> no, it's L-Z-Z-Y. Okay. She has her own signature Gibson Explorer Bird. Basically, an explorer shape with a... Is that a Firebird headstock? I think so. So, cool, I guess. I like that the Gibson is not afraid to mash their heads, like mix up the headstock game. Because, um, oh yeah, the Dave Mustaine one had a different headstock. I think that had the, it's a V-shape, but an Explorer headstock, I think. This has the Firebird headstock and it's called Explorer Bird. Would Bird Explorer be a better name? I don't know. Let me know in the comments. Um, Otherwise, it looks fairly standard for a thing. But it's cool that she has her own guitar. Killer singer, by the way, just amazing singer as well. So, well deserved. Ah, Izzy is a killer composer, says Poo Ninja. Ah, and Quicksilver says also that she's probably an Izzy <laughs> Stradlin fan. Yeah, very possible. Yeah, I think Rick Gibson is making a lot of weird moves lately, but also I want to say they're also making some smart moves as well. They seems like they're upping their signature guitar game quite a bit. Dave Mustaine signature stuff. Uh, Adam J Jones has released a bunch of stuff with them as of late. Now there's Lizzie Hale and. Who am I forgetting? Probably forgetting someone else as well. I don't think the guitar itself is super exciting, but I think it's great to have a female signature artist. That, like, I don't think anyone can say that she doesn't deserve it. She's a ridiculously good singer, great composer, plays guitar really, really well. So there you go. Uh, yes, Quicksilver. I think she had a wide explore, Epiphone Explorer signature guitar. Yeah, she did. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and Poon Ninja says a smart move would be to make guitars that stay in tune, but would it sound like a Gibson? That one is my question. If your guitar is, can, if your guitar is too much in tune, is it a Gibson Explorer? But yeah, from that topic. <laughs> uh, quick still, I'm just going to ignore your comment just because I can. I got all the power. Uh, but I think once we run through the news I have queued up here, we can actually jump to, um, I'm trying to remember which side it was that I checked, where we could check out the, like the absolutely latest news. But one of the latest news is the TC Electronic rolls out the new multi-effect Plethora X3 pedal. They have the Plethora X5. Basically, all of the TC pedals kind of smashed into one unit. 
and I think which, which is a great idea, I think. And now there's a smaller one that you can use. Though I have to say, after Behringer's acquisition of TC Electronic, they have kind of faded into the background quite a lot. Uh, they don't really work with YouTubers, for example, so their online presence is very small compared to. <laughs> oh, come on, Quicksilver. Quicksilver says that Lizzie Hill could have gone with Dean. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> ah, yeah. She could have gone with Dean. You are absolutely right. Yeah, but back to TC Electronic. Uh, I kind of hate what happened to the company. I guess I can understand people saying, "Hey, Sasikat, good morning." Uh, I can understand them. Some people wanted to sell the company, but uh, apparently the quality isn't the same anymore. That people are returning their products where, wait more often and stuff like that. And also, a lot of people who were part of the TC Electronic. Apparently left the company after the acquisition. One of the guys was Torre, who's now with Universal Audio and doing some cool stuff with them. So I still kind of would love to try this out, though. Maybe because I love the whole tone print thing with TC Electronics. That was kind of a revolutionary at the time when it came out. <clears throat> and I remember owning mo- mo- many of their pedals and downloading the tone prints. Uh, <laughs> so many key- keyboard questions. Claudio Karam asks, Hey Catpick, do you play keyboard besides guitars? Uh, a little bit. Though, actually, I started my music career, if you will, playing classical piano. I studied classical piano for many years. Uh, but I had a very strict teacher who made sure that I would never learn like Accompany myself on a piano and anything like that. We would just play like your box and Mozart and stuff like that. <laughs> Flat plastic pocket piano. Oh, come on, Quicksilver. No, let's not go there. But yeah, uh, actually, with the studio build I'm doing right now, we have like an electric piano thing. It will be kind of more accessible. And I kind of want to get back into the piano game. I kind of teach myself how to, you know, be able to accompany like a pop songs and stuff like that. Uh, if you actually have some experience in, if you use any like websites, for example, that teach piano, uh, let me know what what's the one you would recommend. Because I want to get into the piano game more. Actually, like I still, uh, because I learned my music theory on a piano, I still, when whenever I think of uh, music theory, I always visualize through a piano keyboard. I never re- visualize the guitar fretboard. I always see piano. So it's kind of built in. <clears throat> uh, but I don't know what else to say about the TC Electronic plethora. There's a plethora of these type of pedals available as well. Did it. Thank you. Moving on to the next one. Um, oh, come on. What's going on with me? Uh, something that I completely missed was Fender unveiled a new Hammertone line of pedals, which look very mm, uh, to me. 
That's my reaction. Sorry. They might sound good. They're very affordable. $79.99, dollars US dollars. Uh, there's distortion, overdrive, delayed, reverb, fuzz, metal, chorus, flange, and space delay iterations. And they kind of look like uh, if you buy one of those pedal kits, where you can basically you get all the parts and then you can solder it to it and put together a pedal. This is how the Fender Hammertone series of pedals look like. Apparently, there's a market for that because a lot of companies seem to be doing that. Gibson has the Maestro line. GHS uh, has is it one series, whatever they are called. Those kind of white ones you can draw on. Now Fender has a Hamilton line of pedals. They probably sound decent. They look very retro. If you're in the, into that kind of thing, top on the jacks, three knobs. Some have switches. Some have four knobs actually. Yeah. Have you tried any? Let me know. Uh, personally, really, really not interested in these, but it maybe it's just me. And it has come from a photo of Tools, Adam Jones. Gibson Silverburst double neck SG and guitar.com once one. So it's yes, two neck SG, there's a standard SG, and the top guitar kind of is the 12 string. That thing must wait a lot. Just a lot. Oh, sorry. Sasekat says the JHS pedal range is three series. Where did I get the one series? Not sure. Yeah, tooling for tool. Uh, this guitar has to be heavy. This just has to be very heavy. Is there anything about the weight? I'd love to know. Apparently, he got it as a gift. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, that thing, I don't know. Some, somehow I get just anxious by looking at the guitar. Yeah, I really don't know what to say about this other than I wonder if you could even order one. Seems like it's it's a one off, and they kind of made it as a gift for Adam Jones. Could you order one if you go would go to the custom shop? Probably if you have the means, they would probably get you one. So yeah. Uh, but from these guitars to damn 2020 stuff, 2022, excuse me. I just jumped back in time a couple of years. There you go. Uh, Gretsch gets glittery with two limited edition player edition sparkle jets. There's a, what's the color? Like a turquoise or sea form or something like that. Tur yeah, turquoise sparkle finish and champagne sparkle. Kind of pinkish and turquoise-ish sparkle with gold, all gold hardware. Um, I really like the champagne one. I actually kind of like both of them, but I don't think I could pull that guitar. Like, I couldn't show up to a show and play that. Just can't. I just can't. Sorry. Uh, it's 
It just doesn't suit me. I, I I'm not cool enough to play those. I I wear a stupid baseball cap and a Dave Roll short sh- shorts, not shorts, shirts. <laughs> so, well, uh, these are cool, and I would love to try one out. Though this three thousand dollars, and will be shipping in a few months, whatever that means. So, yeah, cool guitars. Uh, surprising news from last week was that Evanescence splits with guitarist Chen Ma- Mahura after seven years. And I picked up this part of the news because I've met her a few times. She's super nice. She's super funny. Uh, amazing guitar player. And kind of felt sad for her because felt like she was based on... I think we're f- friends on Facebook as well. And based on all of that, uh, she seemed to be really happy with Evanescence. So I don't know what happened. Um, they Basically, the band announced their parting ways with her. And she, and then Jen posted that it wasn't her decision. Uh, I wonder what happened. She also like said that, yeah, she addressed that none of that was her decision, and, but that she also doesn't have any hard feelings against anybody and wishes the man all the best. Um, so Quicksilver, I don't know. That's the thing, like, did she get fired? Not sure. That That's what's weird about this. And I think... Yeah, Punja, I 100% agree. She will be just fine. And I think some other band will hopefully hire her soon if that's something that she wants to do, that is. Because she's a killer player and then she's super fun to... like, Incredibly humble, super fun, and just very, very professional when needed as well. So... Yeah, weird news. And would love to know at some point what happened, but we shall see. I'm going to jump back to guitar.com and see if we can find some other NAM news from today. Um, just browsing guitar.com, they seem to be pretty well up to date. Oh, there's new vintage guitars. Let's check out those. And vintage guitars, I mean that brand that's called Vintage which is sometimes very, very confusing. They have a new thin line telly type of thing. It looks nice. There's a relic strat type of thing. Actually, that's a heavy relic to me. So, ooh, Sassy Cat says, Jen and Liz should be in the same band. I don't know if Universe could handle that. There's too much... Awesomeness in that. There would be too much awesomeness in that band that I don't know if it would survive if the universe is ready for that. On the other hand, I'm kind of curious. Maybe that will happen. But isn't the other guitar player in Hailstorm like Lizzie's brother or something? So if that happens, then there's... <laughs> I don't know if that, that that's cool either. I think, I think there was... Or was the drummer a sibling of Lizzie? Some, some, I think there's like a brother and sister. 
in that band, unless I'm mixing it up with some someone else. Uh, this vintage guitars look cool. I can V6, distressed gun hill blue over sunburst. Holy cow, that's is really really cool finish actually. And there's left-handed variants as well. So there you go. Quicksilver, are you left-handed? Do I remember that correctly? Please forgive me if I, you're not. I don't know where I got that, but for some reason I thought you might be left-handed. Or you play left-handed guitars at least. A uh, couple of basses. P-bass, a jazz bass. Nice. And I th think that was it. See what happens if I click vintage guitars. Mm, not too much. <clears throat> ah, when is this? Lizzie's brother plays guitar here. Yeah. So there you go. I actually remember that correctly. For once, well done me. Uh, let's check out if there's anything else. Uh, JHS teams up with Ray Pierce, Alan, and Twistle on new generation Sapphire 6 and 12 string electric guitars. Let's check that out as well. We're literally reacting to news that are coming out as of now. This news was posted 49 seconds ago, so we are first to react to it, I think. Maybe. Yeah, Quicksilver does play left-handed. Yeah, good. You shall be the new left-hand ambassador of Catpick Studios as well. And always remind us that there's no left-hand versions of the guitars. Uh, yeah, the MS, MRS... SP of those vintage guitars is over 600. Everything is is more expensive right now. Plus, um, I think the vintage guitars are, I think they're upping like hardware quality and stuff like that, which raises price. Bridge has them a bunch of those guitars as of late. And we gotta check with him. So. And basically ask what kind of stuff is there. Uh, let's find out a bit more about this JHS guitars collaboration. Or like JHS and Rape, whatever. What was the company name? Sapphire 6 and 12 string electrics. What are these? Make the debut as the latest line of solid body electric guitars on the end whistles. Where is that Grapier brand? Based on iconic models of guitars, played a huge part in British beat groups back in the 60s and 70s. So, what does the JHS have to do with all of this? Um, I'm confused. I guess it's not JHS pedals. That uh, is JHS. Oh, there you go. So I think JHS in this case means the is like a distributor in UK. Guitar.com is UK based magazine, I think. And Rich actually used to work with for this <laughs> JHS. So that is where the confusion comes from. Some sort of twelve string and six string sapphire guitars. Any of you, by the way, own a twelve string guitar? If you do, why did you get one? Let me know. Uh, yeah, there's an article about Dean CEO say, saying this is not the end of the fight. Um, Gordon has introduced a new guitar 
And then the Angelico has some new guitars as well. Martin has a guitar that costs 2.5 million. Ah, Martin's 2.5 million guitar is to be jeweled tribute to the brand's 188 year legacy. Wow. If you can run a company for 188 years, you've done something incredibly right. Uh, back to left-handed guitars. Uh, Quickstar says the lefty Daphne Blue is 617 euros. The Yamaha Revstar Standard is 750. Hard pass on the V6 icon. Yeah, I'm gonna guess <coughs> that the Yamaha is way higher quality. You might be right. Uh, let's check out a few more news bits. Uh, something we covered already. Pedal stuff like that. Uh, let's do predictions. What do you think? We are still yet to see uh, that will be released soon. Uh, I just lost my mouse somewhere. Yeah, what do you think will be released at NAM that we haven't seen yet? Uh, apparently, NAM is way smaller this year. We're gonna check if have any messages where I would have some no more. New information uh, doesn't seem so. Just getting some stupid spam. <laughs> but, yeah. More Chapman guitars. Uh, Chapman has completely fallen off the radar. Uh, as many of you have probably heard, um, Rob Scallon, you, who I think was the first or one of the first Chapman artists He's with checked now. They released his signature models recently. And the funny thing is, like, they, I think I saw this in Hunter's so Agafish's video. I think they might be made in the same factory as the champions were made. And they look pretty much exactly the same, but they're now made by Schechter instead of Chapman. He left, um, I'm trying to think who else left. Feels like it's just Anderton's that's kind of keeping the uh, Chapman brand somewhat alive because I think they're fa like heavily invested in that brand. But I don't know. It's it's all falling off the cliff that at this point of view. I kind of get a sense that Rebia would love to jump of that ship as well because he would have companies line up to offer him something. This is just speculation. This might be very controversial. But I could see that happening as well because I don't think they've done anything together like Rob and Rapier, for example. There seems there's a feels like there's a divide. Now that I, I haven't been following Rob at all as of late. As of late means like several years. So, yeah, don't think Chapman is in any way present at NAM. Uh, I kind of want to find out more about Blue Guitars and Bex. I still don't quite understand what it is, but I th I'm sure, I'm sure Rich will let us know because it's like specific, like it's actually out now. So that's interesting. Um, uh, Luis, I think this is a great question. I don't know. Luis says that he doesn't know what made them go so down. I honestly like a lot 
some of their models, especially the beer one. Yeah. I think, um, was that controversy with someone, I'm already forgetting who he attacked, uh, I don't know, it feels like a lot of people are just annoyed at Rob and that's where it kind of started from and he didn't handle that well. That's all I know. So, And I think we've discussed that quite a lot on the Cat Pick Friday show as of late or over the past year, two years. How long have we been, we've been doing this show? We haven't been doing this for several years yet, have we? We have been doing this for a year and a half at least. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Lou says that Rupia is very active and loves his signature guitar. Yeah, so I understand, but, you know. Okay, D. Alves says, PR35 anniversaries world prototype. Okay, can I Google that? What is that? What is that? I'm very interested. Let's see. Try not to knock down my microphone. Can I move the laptop just a little bit? Uh, let's see. Okay, so Pia probably need to add the word Ibanez here as well because I'm getting some really weird search results. Um See. No. I don't think I don't think it's Pia seven thirty-five fifth anniversary. Uh, I'm confused. Seems like there's a gold version of the guitar available now, but that's all I know. But I don't see any swirly ones. Do I? Is his first guitar called Pia? Ah, uh, Bon Villain Designs just world it. It's the Nam Surprise. Ah, so it's not out yet. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. That's what I don't know. I'm curious to see. Need to hit up Dan and ask him to send me a couple of pics to share online. That'll be cool. Uh, yeah, I'm just browsing Ibanez guitars now. <laughs> Getting distracted. So thanks, D. Alves. See you, Sessicat. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, but yeah, any other stuff you guys are waiting to see? Feels like most of the stuff, like they release the things a little bit before NAM and then kind of use the NAM hype as well to kind of prolong the hypeness. <laughs> hit up Dan for my PR demo unit. Yes. I need to hit up Dan and do something with Ibanez. It's been way too long. So, yeah. Um, I honestly don't know what I'm looking forward to uh, the most. I kind of, with the new studio... I kind of want to have some sort of amp solution where it would, but some sort of solution where it takes pedals really well because that's what I do. I demo pedals quite a lot. And 
you know, find a solution that feels great to play is super easy to use. Uh, I had the Rev D20, I actually don't have it anymore for reasons I'm not going to get into. Uh, nothing romantic, by the way. Uh, I'm trying to think, like maybe the two notes preamp, maybe the Universal Audio one. Do I need to try them out? See which one works? Because my new studio will be smaller, and I don't have a room for like amp stacks or anything like that. I'm actually probably going to take my guitar cabinet and put it into. We have like an outer storage at my house. I'm not at my house right now. So uh, I need basically I need a proper desktop solution for an amp uh, to do demos. It has to like I was surprised how well the pod gold takes pedals, but I just the amp modeling isn't there for me. It's just it's just not. It's fine for live use. I'm going to keep the pod go. Because whenever I need to do a church kick on a guitar, on a bass, it's so simple to grab that one, have a cool worship preset there, and it works. It makes my life easy sometimes. I like There's been gigs where somebody calls me Sunday morning and, hey, we're going to sound check in four hours. Can you come? Our guitar player is sick. And... <clears throat> For those types of situations, PodGo is perfect. But <laughs> very line to the alt building and use it as an ISO booth. Yes, that's the next one. Get uh, a Marshall Origin amp and use the built-in load box. Wait, does this have a built-in load box? I never realized that. Interesting. I mean, technically, I could always get the two notes Captor X. And then I can do whatever I want with any app I want. That's certainly a solution. Um, but and I, I'm actually kind of really interested in the twin tracker feature as well. It would just save me time because I wouldn't have to double track, which is kind of be cool. But then again, uh, I kind of like double tracking because it pushes me to play more consistently, which is not a bad thing at all. So, oh, excuse me. We shall see. I can also see kids playing outside my daughter's there with her cousins, which is nice. Maybe I should join them while it's still nice and sunny outside. So, yeah, probably have to do that. Uh, that little angle um, CGS. <laughs> True. By the way, I was supposed to do something with angle this year. To heat them up, uh, I'm gonna stay away from, from Bugera to be honest. Quick, same with Bugera G20. Um, just too many bad experiences with that company with me, my friend, some of my friends, and also people on a Finnish guitar forum. That's no, 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 no. that's a personal take. Not, but yeah, I'll keep you updated and stay tuned to, I think I'll, I'll be wrapping up now and we'll see if we can get, I think Rich is still staying in LA area, so he probably won't be able to join me next week. So I'll see if I can get a guest. I'll do a, something else. We shall see. 
but yeah, that wraps up this week's Cat Pick Fridays. Thank you everyone for joining me. And yes, thank you, Puninja. I will go and play with my kids. That's exactly what I plan to do next. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining. And we just gonna check out some kind. Oh wait, those are new victory for, for pedal arms. Yeah, there's those as well. Again, victory has kind of disappeared from Finnish market completely. Like we used to have a distributor here, and you could go and try out the amps in several stores actually. Finland is a small place, but you could still like try those out in several stores. It's all gone. Thanks, Brexit. Well done, UK. You did yourself a favor or not. Yeah. So no victory stuff for my, me anymore either. I kind of hate kind of hate with this YouTube thing. I have to this is a very don't feel sorry for me, but uh, because I kind of use my gear publicly, if you will, I have to be more aware of what brands I'm promoting. Even if it's not paid promotion, I just buy something just because I like it. I'm still promoting that brand. And unfortunately, it affects a bit of what I actually can use. So that kind of sucks. But on that note, thanks everyone. We shall see you next week. I shall see you. Not sure if Richard will be here. I won't be here joined by a guest or something like that. We shall see. Have a great weekend and bye podcast. <laughs>